And we're back. We are back. Listen, shout out to everyone who uh, listened to the last episode. Um, I'm speaking in a very mellow voice right now because I'm in a very mellow tone. But besides that, this is the uh, podcast and chill show. Don't get us confused with the podcast and pill show because we don't do drugs on this podcast. Um, I'm your host for today, tomorrow, next week, Vanessa Velli. Uh I'm here alongside the man that loves push-ups almost as much as he loves women. Uh, the brown skin bombshell himself, Mr. I can do as many things, but just don't call me Duff. Duff no beer. Thank you for the introduction. No problem. You know what's funny? I just thought about it. Is that why they call it melatonin? You in a mellow tone. You know what? It makes sense, right? You yeah, see, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense when you think about it. It would take you to figure that out. Yeah. Different type of intelligence. You like said it. melatonin, and I'm thinking, like, damn, melatonin. I got some, actually, I got some melatonin right here. Let's pop it right now. No, I'm not popping no melatonin. Let's go to sleep on a pod. Melatonin, 10 milligrams right here. Fast dissolve, you know? Fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, 100% drug free. The body naturally has melatonin, by the way, just letting everybody know. You know, melatonin just enhances your melatonin, I guess. I don't know. I don't Do you know. think people can become addicted to melatonin? I don't think they can. No, I don't think. I'd be crazy. Because can you stimulate? Um, I don't know. There's no stimulant there. I don't think so. Melatonin is no stimulant. It's just like how people drink uh, promethazine. Like, is it a stimulant? I think people just want to go to sleep. Yeah. So it's just uh, like, oh, this is cool. I can go to sleep. So I don't, I don't think there's no stimulation to your dopamine sensors. I don't feel like there are enough sleep studies that go on, you know, because there's so many people that, you know, a lot of their excuses when they do stuff is, oh, I got to do it to go to sleep. Like, yeah. We really have to sit back and think, like, why are people, like, not really going to sleep? No? Uh, I don't know. I think it's – I think the – the the root cause majority of the time I can't give you a percentage I'm not no damn what's the what's the people that study you sleeping I don't know I'm not no sleepologist yeah. but um I think majority of time usually comes from uh impatience and you know anxiety anything that can cause you being anxious mm. that's where I think it comes from because I know when I'm extremely anxious or I'm going on an anxiety binge I'm up for like for a very long time or when you're impatient for it. for example like. On Christmas, the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't open no presents yet, but you gonna stay up all night. Yeah, not because you can't sleep. Well, you yeah, one of the reasons you can't sleep, but you can't sleep because you're excited to open your gifts the next day. Mm-hmm. The same with your birthday. You know what I mean? You get anxious? growing up. No, not not now. I'm talking about as a child. Yeah, okay. It's just it's just being anxious for the next day, not waiting. So it, it's some impatience, and there's also some uh, anxiety. So that's where I think it usually comes from. Now, I mean, you used to work overnight. Yeah. Right now. Did so that, that's my excuse. I believe that's did, my excuse. That's not a bad one. Did you ever have a problem with like working overnight and like sleeping or did you always, were you always just good to go to sleep? Yeah. All right. So um, that's a good question. Basically, I, I don't know, man. I always been ever, like, even as a child, I always been up. All not all times of the night, so that's why I felt like it was perfect for me to have an overnight gig, mm. because growing up, you know, you're playing 2K all night in the summertime with your friends, but then you have to fix your sleeping schedule when school time comes. Mm-hmm. I never fixed my sleeping schedule. I've been like this since I was younger. I, I haven't been able to go to sleep. I did do. I did try to um, 
that's why I put the melatonin. I did try to fix my sleep schedule since now where I work is a um, earlier shift mm-hmm. in the morning time. So I did do that for a while. It was like a little study I, uh, I did on myself. And I was like, yo, how can I feel if I had more hours in a day? You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I came to the conclusion that I'm more active at nighttime. Most people are more active. Well, not most people. Well, me, I'm more active in the nighttime as a night owl. Yeah. But uh, does it work out for me? Uh, yeah. Once I change that, yo, all right, it's the daytime. I, I can actually do something. Do I feel better? I don't know. I probably feel the same. But like, um, did that affect anything? Like you ate because you know, like when if you were like, yeah, work, especially it, if you're working at night, you it know, changes your eating open. habits. Yeah. So I went to the doctor for that actually. Really? Yeah, I went to the doctors. It was you know a naturally weight check, and I was telling her like, yeah, I usually work overnight, uh, and that's my schedule. So she she basically said, you know, um, if you're going to work overnight, try to eat like some healthy snacks, you know, like nuts or something like that. Oh yeah, put them uh, nuts. nuts yeah, put them nuts in your mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. Nuts, almonds. Uh, that was that was from what my doctor told me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And try to eat your meals throughout the day, if you can try to wake up on time. You know what I mean. So it's just remaining consistent with that type of dietary uh, thing she gave me. But of course, I didn't listen to it. Yeah, because because why? Why would you listen to the doctor? Like, what do they know? They not much. Yeah. Uh, See in the office all day. Not on the field. Yeah, they're not, man. They don't really, they ain't out here doing these studies, man. They're not. They're not out here doing the studies, man. Shout out to doctors, though. Some of them. Some of them. Shout out to the nurses more than doctors, though. Yeah. The nurses really putting in that work. Yeah. They work um, the longer hours. Phlebotomy, whatever it's called. Phlebotomy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The pH is solid, man. Yeah. You know. It's an F. It's pronounced F. When when we did a lot of those, we had a, a two cleaning contracts last summer. Yeah. And... A lot of the work was done overnight or in or in later in the night. So sometimes we would finish at like four in the morning. Other times we would finish at like around two or three. And I, that was when like I, I lost an incredible amount of weight because it was like, you know, I did usually didn't eat lunch during the day because I was working my normal job. And then like I forgot to eat. And then the next thing I know, it's it's three in the morning. So I usually just go to bed and I wake up. I'm like, well, damn, I'm starving. You know, the next day, but like because there's no calories being intaked on the day previously, you know, I just just dropping weight. Dropping yeah, because weight, dropping weight. You know, I, like I said, I've been doing a fast and things, so I had to look up everything. You know, when you sleep or when you have go a long period of time without eating, your body enters ketosis, and then after I believe eighteen hours is heavy ketosis. Uh, so it's just making up the need for the food that you haven't ate. So that's why you lose an extensive amount of weight when you're fasting. Also, when you sleep, your body enters ketosis. People don't know that. Uh, but, yeah, so that's why fasting is a very easy way to lose weight, but you got to do it in the healthy increments. And that's why you probably was losing a lot of weight because you didn't want to consume no calories at nighttime, but you also woke up hungry. So your body state was in constant ketosis, which can happen. That's ridiculous. Like um, if you're hungry and you eat, your yeah. body will still be in a state of ketosis, so it'll, everything will digest fast, but you'll still be losing weight while you eat. Not to mention, you know, we were actually obviously doing manual labor, yeah. So like we was also burning Exercising, calories, exactly. and we weren't eating while we were working. So you know, we wake up, oh shit, it's three o'clock. Well, I'm going home. You know, I'm about to shower, go to bed, get ready for the morning. Mm-hmm. You and know, repeat. Did you do you feel like fasting could be for everybody or do you have to be a certain type of person to fast you have to be a certain type of person to fast i mean i believe anything is for everybody if you treat but you know if obviously if you got health needs and shit then 
Um, no, you can't. It's not recommended. Like for people that's diabetic that require insulin, yeah, you have low insulin drops, so you just need to consult with your doctor and shit. Um, if you want to start fasting, because it's a low drop. But people that usually do start fasting in a healthy manner with diabetes, they usually get rid of it. Get rid of diabetes or fasting? Uh, diabetes. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Look at Duff, man. You should have been. You should have had a PhD. No, nah, no PhD. I just care about shit. I look about. Uh, I I do. That's all. The hardest part for me when I tried, I did try. It was, you know, I I felt like I was lethargic. Yeah. That first day when I tried it, I felt I felt so lethargic, and like when I get hungry, I get headaches, mm-hmm. and like that's what like kind of derailed me from doing that because I it was just a I started in the middle of the week. I remember I told you I said I was gonna start. I started on like a Wednesday, and like I was starving, 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 or my it was maybe it was just my mind. Telling my body or my body telling my mind, whichever way that I was just starving, starving, starving. And I was like, yo, I gotta eat something. Yeah, you know? that was just uh, the ketosis, man. Yeah, but you can you can uh, you can help that with just drinking water. Yeah, obviously, uh, drinking like lemon water fulfills your, your hunger or the need of hunger. So that's what I've been doing. My lemon water is right there. Yeah, but um. Yeah, man, the, the headaches is going to occur because it's like, all right, this is my normal eating time right here, but I didn't get nothing to eat. Right. But if you think about it, you know, it's not really that bad. You just got to get used to it, you know, because back in the day when I was hunter and gatherers, we rarely had to wait days before we got a meal. You know what I mean? So I'm like, if we still, well, obviously we evolved, but we still got those type of genes inside of us. So Right. We talked about that last week, though. It's almost a why would I be a hunter and gatherer when I can go get it from Walmart. Yeah. You know, but so what I did to try to like start that process is like I usually intake about 2000 calories a day. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm only intaking about a thousand. Yeah. So I cut my calorie intake in half to say all right, if I can do that for a week straight, which I've been tracking and it's been like a thousand nine fifty, a thousand, a thousand. If I can do that, then I can wean it to seven hundred. And if I can wean it to seven hundred, I can wean it to five hundred. If I can eat the 500, then now we can start doing every other day. All right, now I'm just, you know, I'm eating or I'm not. So, like, that would, um, you know, play into that. But I just couldn't just completely switch and then just turn it off and on like that. Because yeah. my eating habits were terrible. It just becomes, um, you just got to learn how to be, uh, this is for everybody. So, you just got to learn how to be disciplined with anything you do. You know what I mean? Uh, like, people have problems working out because, you know, discipline issues. And that yeah. all trickles down to what you eat, um, how you maneuver, and so forth. And that affects your daily life. In my opinion, that's what it does. Yeah. Because you got to be a disciplined person to grow locks. Yes. Because you got to go through different phases. You got to be a disciplined person to fast because you just got to cut everything off. You can you can take your steps there. You can take miniature steps until you achieve that goal. But you got to be a disciplined, disciplined person to remain consistent with that type of uh, that goal you set in mind. So that's why, you know, that's why it's just a test for me. Like one day... I, you can so the way I'm doing alternative fasting is one day, you can eat whatever you want. It mm-hmm. don't matter. The next day, you consume zero calories. But if you do consume calories, if you if you're in dire need of consuming calories, then all you have to do is consume twenty five percent of your two thousand calories. Mm-hmm. So you have to consume about five hundred calories, and you still be good. And it's the the studies just show like it's no difference between. Consuming 500 calories and not eating at all that day. But you still on pizza, lose the same amount of weight. You know what I mean? Um, but it get so far, you know, it gives me mental clarity. Mm. Um, 
I'm talking better. I'm I'm being more engaged in reading. Okay. You know? Um and that's just some of the key factors I took away from everything so far. So it's it's cool for me. I can't I can't really complain about it. I really can't complain. It's but it's just remaining disciplined. Like like I was weightlifting. I was doing heavy weightlifting in the gym. That takes a lot of discipline to remain consistent on that. Then I achieved my bench press goal of three twenty five. I'm like, all right, cool. That's a disciplined thing. So doing this, just stop eating like um the fast was quite easy. That's how the fast was easy for me because I'm a disciplined person, I would say. So do you feel I I mean, yeah, I, I, I get that, but you know, when I when I think about it, it's just like when you say the word disciplined is 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 it's interesting to me because do you challenge yourself all yeah. the time for every different thing? Because like sometimes, like you, I remember you called me and said, "Yo, I'm about to start fasting." I'm like, "Bro, this is out of the fucking blue." I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, it's, and it's just like, do you try to go to like these 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 lengths to find new ways to discipline yourself? Yeah, that's that's literally that's all I've been chasing. So, like I said, just just now, like when I stopped weightlifting, I was just like, "Yo, what's next?" Like I didn't have any other goal. Like I'm like, I need to achieve something. I need to be disciplined. And I need to find the next thing. And longer behold, this challenge came up. I've read about it online. It's very doable. And I was like, I'm gonna just start it the next day. That's and because it's all about just training your um, training your mind over your body. You know what I mean? I think Bruce Lee said some shit like that. But yeah, it's all about training your mind over your body. Like the body can want something, but your mind can need. So that's that's how I've been looking at it. Like. It's just like the same thing of pain. Like some pain is just temporary. Yeah. But you just got to train your mind like, all right, it's, it's going to be temporary. So that's how I look at most things. So is it a test of my will and a test of my discipline? Yeah, I would say that. But it's also a, uh, not a health thing, but I just want to see how disciplined I could put uh, what um, I could put my body through. So, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, pain is weakness leaving the body. No. Nah. Is, is there is there a cutoff to this fast? Are, are you just are you on some career and shit where you're about to start like, you know, Putting sage all around the podcast studio and other nah, shit nah. like that. Uh, no, it's no cutoff. It's just I don't have no, I don't really have no goal. I guess when I reach my goal, then I'll be like, all right, I did it. Now what's the next goal? What's just like the when goal? I, I don't know. I get there when I get there. I don't. I honestly don't have a goal set in mind. I just need to see how disciplined I can be so, for how long so, I can go. So you're like on like this Native American like finding yourself journey. No, it's not. You're, you're gonna myself. meet yourself like in the woods when you're like, all right, this fast is over. I have accomplished X. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. I don't. I don't know, man. I can't answer that question. It's Duff No Beer, ladies and gentlemen. He is searching for an epiphany on this podcast and every day, every day. But hey, man, every single day, man. How's your week been? My week. My week has been. Um, I really can't complain about my week. It's been chill, man. Work has been chill. Yeah. Um, just learning different ways how to be innovative. You know. Com- Remaining consistent with the fans, remaining consistent with content creating. Um, yeah, man. How about yourself? I can't really complain. Um, there's been a lot of news that um that I that I've been reading. I, I've had my head down a lot and uh, just engulfing myself and what's going on around the world. Uh, we could get into it on the podcast. And like there's there's been just so many things that you know we can get into some of them. It all depends on what you want. Uh, like you know, apparently now the the United States is in like a state of emergency with with with, with monkeypox. It 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 
it, it, it's crazy to think about, uh, you know, among other things, like it, it, it's just so much, you know, that goes on. And I feel like sometimes it doesn't always go like noticed because of everything else that's going on, you know? So like there, there's, there's a priority to like your stress level, you know, and big, big theme topics shouldn't always stress you out. But if you find something out every new day, that's like compensate, like almost life altering, <laughs> like every day, I'm really starting to figure out like, well, when the hell does everything end? You know? I don't, I don't, and you know, I, I, I truly, I truly don't know, especially because like now we're living in this world where there's just so many different things that can affect like what's going on in our world. So like if you're sitting at home right now and, and you are thinking just, damn, you know, life is going crazy. Things are going crazy. Just ask yourself, you know, like how is it that you as a person can combat with everything going on in the world. I just want you to think about that. And we listen to this episode, you know, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook or wherever, and just ask yourself, like me as a person, how is this world affecting my day-to-day life? If it's not, that's fine. If it is, okay. But just let us know. We want to know. I think it depends on selfishness of the person or the selflessness of the person. Um, Do you... Do you let the world, the things that occur to you, do you let it affect you? Or do you read it as, like, not entertainment, but, you know, like, oh, damn, this is interesting. Like, how do you intake all the news that happens? Like, how does it affect you? I would would say that there are some things that affect my thought process. Mm. Not, like, nothing in the news will ever you know, directly affect me mm-hmm. unless it says like it's a headline about myself. Yeah. You know, but there are things that come out that I'm like, wow. You That's know, crazy. This, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. This is interesting. Like for for example, like like Brittany Griner. You know what I'm saying? Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner, whatever her name is, she was sentenced to nine nine years in a Russian prison today for violating laws and uh, for to be specific, like, you know, drug smuggling and, you know, of the marijuana oil, the cannabis oil that she had in her suitcase. And I'm just in my head, like that affected my thought process because how, how can a person who has more money than me, you know, greater stature, you know, a national athlete, how were you not privy to understanding, you know, customs in the place that you were going? Uh, It affected my thought process. I was going to actually, I was going to actually ask, um, did you feel like, do you feel like that her arrest was justified? What do you mean by it was her arrest justified? Can I get a little bit more on I that? I mean, America, we have different laws from Russia. Yes, 100%. Do you feel like that she, not deserves, but do you feel like in the right of the laws of Russia, it was deserving of an arrest? Well, I, I'll say it half-heartedly. Because I don't know every law in Russia, I don't know. We can look it up. Every every law in Russia, but what I would what I would say is that 
as a traveler, you have to understand where you're going, you know, and, and what you're getting yourself into. And, and the rules. And, 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 and the rules, you know what I'm saying? I'm not telling you to go read the Russian Constitution. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is America is its own bubble. <laughs> I got the before you continue, I got the rules already. I feel like cannabis up. in Russia. Go ahead. <laughs> it's illegal. Possession of it up to six grams or two grams of hash is an administrative offense punishable by a fine or detention for fifteen days. Okay. Possession of larger amounts is a criminal offense. But she didn't have larger amounts. She had oil. Um, but how much of the oil you though? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it was a lot of carts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. We can look it up. Yeah, let's look it up on a pod. Live research. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that at all. What we got? Hold on, hold on. We're looking it up right now. Mm-hmm. Live and direct, just for you guys. She had a lot of, not all, she had multiple cartridges. Multiple? Yeah, it was more than one. More than one? More than so one. So it wasn't just a cartridge? No, it was connected. more than one, yeah. Okay. I mean, like... And, and 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 again, I don't know her thought process. I don't know her, but um, you gotta be more careful. Smart, you know that wasn't strategic. Like I, maybe she thought, "Yo, I'm a WNBA star. I can get away with it because we have that. We have that power in America. You know, like when you're when you're known, when you're renowned, you do this. You can get away with with more than a nod, but that doesn't fly, especially in another country, especially." With what's going on between Russia and the Ukraine. United States, they were waiting for something like this to happen. And um, think about it. What? So it says she was caught with less than one gram, right? Yeah. But you have to think about where you at though. It's Russia. They're yeah. trying to get political prisoners. Yeah. In order to exchange for people of power, that's Russian. Yeah. That's why they're trying to make the deal with Victor Boot, which is the Russian. Arms dealer, yeah, aka what the merchant of death, yeah, responsible of a lot of war crimes. Sent sent weapons to te- used to peddle weapons to the Taliban. Six, he had he had a fleet. He had a fleet of planes, and they can drop pinpoint locations, and they used to drop um, carts of weapons, mm-hmm. and they can they can do it anywhere in the world. He was one of more, world's most dangerous arms traffickers. Yep, he's on the FBI most wanted list. Yeah, yes, he was. And, um, you know, a lot of people were like, why, you know, why is that trade? It's like it's no no value within that trade. Mm-hmm. It's like trading LeBron James for like, I got to think of somebody that's not good. For like Jared Jack. Yeah. <laughs> or Raymond Felton. Or Raymond Felton. It's, like it's like trading dollars for pennies. Yeah. That's what it's like. So a lot of people are like confused on why. People want to initiate that trade, or even why people were taking that trade seriously when the man, when that guy's offenses was like terroristic. But in the same breath, it's like the U.S. do the same thing. Mm-hmm. The CIA literally has operations where they help 
other countries fight militias and yes, they, they drop, do and they drop guns. Yes, they do. They drop guns overseas to help a country fight off a militia. I mean, think about it. What's 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 so different between the two? It the only difference is because it wasn't on American soil. Yeah, yeah. That's the truth. I mean, and they, and go ahead. Um, they ran into. I was doing a lot of research on Victor Boot, so his ties were so deep with arms dealing that America actually had ties with one of his fractions, which is crazy. Really? Yep. And it's so. I mean, I'll even put it to like this way: the United States just gave Ukraine five hundred ninety million dollars in assistance relief, and they're still losing. And they're still losing. And like, they're still losing. <laughs> they're still losing. Yeah. And, but 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 my thing is that like we. When it when it comes to you know war you know or you know diplo- diplomatic issues such as this, it, it it's it's never really black and white. No, it's 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 never black and white. It's and a gray area. It it it's always gray because you would think that if that was LeBron James, he'll be home by tomorrow. He'd be home months ago. Yeah. If that was you She's know been locked up since February, by the way. Yeah, and if that was like Michael Jordan. He, he would have never been in that predicament. He probably got arrested. He probably never got arrested. But in the same breath, they would never be in those uh, predicaments because I oh. believe they, they know about their their value as a person. They know what's happening. She probably knows what happened, but I don't that's, – that's, like, extremely foolish to do, especially in these times that we're in. Yeah. Like, why would you bring that, you know what I mean, knowing that they don't allow it? Hopefully she – if she didn't know the rules, I understand. But, come on, you should look it up. I, I'm, Wasn't I'm, she playing there overseas? Yeah, or? I think so, yeah. So, what was, if you know that, you should be knowing the customers. Where was her manager rules. at? Where was her – where is the people like, yo, I don't think it's a good idea to, tr- to, to move – Cannabis to a different country, a communist country, a communist country. Now I can see if you was going down to Jamaica, or I can see if you was playing in like maybe like an island or something like yeah. that. But you went to Russia, Russia. You, you didn't. Went to Russia. You didn't go to Puerto Rico. You didn't go to you know Brazil. You chose to go to Russia. Mm-hmm. That's not a. A friend of the Americans. <laughs> Russia is not a place where, you know. They're welcoming the Americans. They're not. It hasn't been for a while. You know, it, it just shows like just a lack of just wherewithal. Mm-hmm. You know, like why, why, why do that? And then some people probably listen to this pod would be like, yo, but she didn't deserve to. She doesn't deserve to be arrested for nine years. I agree. I agree she doesn't deserve because. Me as well. They say the the laws are the, the most. The maximum you should get for that is five years. The reason why she's being the stay is more extensive is because one, she's American. Two, they're trying to make a, a example mm-hmm. out of her to uh, politicians that's in D.C. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, cool. So that's all it is right now. So that's why they extended. That's why it was a lengthy sentence. That's yeah. all the reason why. Like I, I would think of this as like a, as like a, as like unfortunately like like a chess move. By, yeah, by Russia, by Russia, because America has been slapping, you know, sanctions upon sanctions upon sanctions on Russia. As that's why you know you notice that your gas prices ain't going up because the price on oil, you know, is is not being imported from Russia. So if you don't know that now, you know. But it's just like this is just a Russian retaliation because if you don't think Putin has his hand on this, well then you be a fool. Yeah, he has his hand. Every did you see Canada? What about it? It was the rumor that uh, Russia was responsible for knocking Canada's um, internet out. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is not uncommon for Russia to do that. And plus, this is sad to say, it's a smart um, 
chess move on Russia's end because mm-hmm. and it's, everybody's ruined. Like, yo, bring bring Britney home. But then America's like, yo, we can't let somebody like this leave. Yo. We can't. No. Because when he goes over, back over there, then he's a free man since he's a Russian citizen. Yes, he is. Literally, that's all it is. So now they're in, like, this this predicament that they shouldn't have been in. And um, I don't know how they're going to move. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to get out of this, man, because it's a, it's a sticky situation because you want your American citizen back on home grounds. Right. But you don't want to give out one of the biggest arms dealers ever. They even made a movie about it. And it's funny because I saw something. I, I don't usually use memes for, yeah. you know, like intellectual prowess, but I found it so interesting. It was like people in the U.S. in jail for weed while the government trades a Russian war criminal to for uh, to free a woman's basketball player in jail for weed. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy how, like, you know, we're up in arms over you know this 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 individual who got caught over there in Russia, but yet there's thousands of people in jail. So what is this message sending to those people? You know, in jail for weed right now. It's like, yeah, we're gonna do whatever we can to get this person home on our soil. But we have people on our soil in jail for weed for like 15 years. And you forget this. And and what's the message to those that's still political prisoners that's in Russia for the same exact crimes that she's in there for? It's just a exactly. statement. It's just a big political statement. That's all it is. Because I was just, you know, I was just looking it up. A few months ago, they actually released somebody for a trade in Russia. His name was Trevor Reed. I believe he mm-hmm. was, uh, what was he, a Navy SEAL, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was locked up for, I believe, three years. He was locked up for three years so far. And he was um, in forced labor camps. They had him um, in a lockup by himself because he didn't want to work in a labor camp. So he was in there for a very long time. And they just made a trade for him two months ago, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how long it was. Don't quote me on that. No. But, yeah, that's Trevor Reed. But it, it's in, it's insane to, you know, think about how, you know, Americans view, like, international adjudication versus how they view it on their own home soil. Yeah, because they're one, they one track minded. They believe they forget that America is America and the rules only apply in America. Yes. It doesn't apply in Russia. It doesn't apply in China. Nope. It doesn't apply in Africa. It doesn't even apply in the UK. In the UK, it applies in America. Only. And that's the that's the uh that's the mindset, sadly, of thinking of I'm free. Yeah. That's literally the mindset. But you know, everybody when when shit goes bad, everybody wanna leave the United States. That's all I gotta say. Look at that. Look there's a prime example of why you nowhere. shouldn't move out of United States, in yeah. my opinion, but that's why they call it the land of the free, the whole, and the home of the brave. But it all should be the land of the stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like if 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 I'm being honest with you, because how many times have we seen people step out on the idea that oh, I'm free everywhere? Too, too many times. Too many times. You free everywhere, buddy. You free. If you were free everywhere, block. why do you think you need a passport? Come on. <laughs> why do you think you need a passport if you think you free everywhere? If you free, why you gotta go through customs? Why you gotta go through customs? Like, like I don't, I don't, I don't understand it, and don't, and don't, don't think it's because of safety, because that ain't the, that ain't the case at all. No, like Brittany Griner wasn't, or whatever. Brittany, she wasn't a, she wasn't a safety issue at all. She violated those laws in, in the, in the, the country of Russia. The whole country of Russia was just, you know. Oh, this is a perfect political prisoner. At first, they probably like, oh, this is a normal person. Then they realized how big of a person she was. One of the most notable WNBA, NBA players, and I'm like, you know what? Let's make an example out of her. Mm-hmm. And they can do that because it's a communist country. Yeah, exactly. They can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's why I, I, 
you know, I mean, I would never go to Russia anyway. Yeah, there's like, no reason for me to be in Russia. No, but if I was ever traveling to somewhere that was, you know, ran by like a communist party, I would always, you know, be in- increasingly, you know, careful about what's going on because why? Why would I do that? Anything you could do, you can mess around and say, "Oh, I hate the government." You can mess around and go to jail. Yeah, just for saying I hate the government. Yeah, and you know they don't have freedom of protest there. No, they still have people arrested from uh, a former protest that they had, still incarcerated over there because you can't have freedom to protest. Nope. Your nope. internet history is watched. Mm-hmm. Your social media is watched. Websites are blocked. So be everybody says they hate America. Okay. Yeah. Listen, man. <laughs> hey, man. I'm I'm telling you, man. Best place to be, man. Yeah. Free Britney, though, man. Um, Free hopefully, uh, this should be an example. Sad to say that you have to have an example out of these traumatic experiences, but this should be an example to all you, um, I guess, rich people to think that just just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you have to comply the rules. You do. Yep. You have to comply everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, man, that's that's just the, the the fact of it. But people are still going to make dumb decisions like that. I don't know how. Nobody told her like, "Yo, you should um, like who's in her corner? You should throw that away." Yeah, yeah, you should not. Hey, we at the airport. Just throw it away. Yeah, just throw it away. I don't want to just, 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 just throw it away. It's a cartridge. Just, yeah, throw, just it throw it away. You'll be fine. Just Less than away. one gram. Just throw it away. Just throw it away. Not a three point five. Just throw it away. You know, not eight, not six. Less than one. And look what happens. Like that would never happen in America. And she's probably sitting right now, like, "Yo, this would never happen in America." Yeah, because you're not in America. Yeah, you're not in America. And maybe it does sound harsh. Maybe we do sound harsh. Was the about truth. the whole situation, but I mean, if I wouldn't do that, if you're listening to this, you most likely won't be doing that either. No, bro. If I'm going to China, I would look up every single rule in China. Yep, every single rule in China. What Down to do? how you walk, how you walk, what can you do, and what can you not do. The internet is literally controlled over there. You think I'm going to think the rules are the same? It's not. It's not. They have a population mandate. Yeah. Why would I go over there thinking (laughs) that this is America? Imagine me going out there. I'm trying to get over there with a pistol and everything. Like, bro, I'd I'd be dead probably. I'd be stupid. Yeah, you'd be stupid. Yeah, you'd be very stupid, man. Would even let you get the chance. Like, I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I truly don't know, but um. It's just a stupid mistake that that cost a lot. Yeah, it's one of those mistakes that cost a lot. Yes, like a lot. It's um, a high stakes, high stakes mistake. I like to call it. Yeah, yeah, a high yeah. stakes mistake. Yeah, it's a bad gamble. It's a bad gamble. You lost. Got to know when to you, fold them. You put a, you put a million dollars on a, uh, the underdog and you lost. Man, you never count the, your the, money. You never count your money. When you sitting at the table. When you sitting at the table. No one. <laughs> Yeah, no one to hold them, no one to fold them, no one to walk away, no one to run, and no one to run. and no one to throw it away. Yep, <laughs> that's it. That's exactly, that's exactly. You can use that term for anything. Yes, you do. For anything. Yes, you do. Oh man. Speaking about speaking of uh, you know, no one to fold, no one to hold them. You know, um, as of recently, you know, you've been pretty active on uh, social media. Uh, you know, showing people, you know, your sports bets and everything like that. I just learned too. Like, uh, I can I can go into yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. So basically, I found the love in it because I was like, all right, like, uh, 
the the timeline was like, all right, so 2017, I learned how to do, I was learning stocks. So I was teaching myself how to do stocks in 2017 when I got my first real job. And then uh, it took me about 18, 19, 20 till 2020 to make my first real investment. So um, when 2020 hit, I'm like, okay, I'm investing in stocks. It's doing pretty well. Uh, I want to learn about cryptocurrency because crypto is fairly new. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It got popularized over nowhere. Um, and I was like, okay, I, I did crypto. It, I started investing in 2021. I made real good money. After that, everything is dropping right now. Everything is doing terrible. So I took all my money out. And I was like, you know what? I've never done it before. I looked down on it before. And then I was like, yo, this is actually a good way to make some passive income. Mm-hmm. So... um Mind you, I'm a sports guy, but I, primarily basketball because I love basketball. I don't like football that much. I love USC. I, that's a newfound love for me. So I was like, you know what? I should start betting on things that I actually enjoy. So I started bet, betting in the basketball season. That's when I first started. But I wasn't really that aware. I was just tailing. Tailing basically is just blindly following. So I wasn't doing no research. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should start doing research and put my own bets in. I feel like that's the most effective way. Because if I lose, I know I'm losing with pride. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let me start doing research on other things. Basketball season is over. I made, I had more losses than wins. So then I started uh, watching baseball. And I'm like, I see everybody making quick money on baseball. So mm-hmm. me, I'm like, I need to get on on that. Uh, it's a very unpredictable sport sometimes, but sometimes it's hit right on the money. So I just started watching a game of baseball. Uh, do I love it? I mean, it's an okay sport. I would say that the betters are in the bookies are keeping the game alive, I would say, mm-hmm. based on analysis. But uh, I studied the game. Uh, I read stats. Stats don't really tell everything, just no. like basketball. Like the stats don't show what the game produced. Um, but you get a good pick. You get a good feel of how the game is going to go out based on the trajectory of both teams, based on how they played when they last seen each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how I that's how I predict everything on betting. Um, when it comes to UFC, like I'm like, damn, I love fighting so much. So I just watch everybody fights. I compare the two was more experienced and that's when i placed my bet and that's when i fell in love for betting uh i've been more right than wrong for the past few weeks i would say uh, i won a lot of money so far um i did my stat actually so i started off doing extremely bad so i thought i was going to have a a, a major uh win loss ratio i thought i was going to have more losses than wins mm-hmm. but now since i started winning a lot like consistently is basically equal, and I'm starting to trend upwards, as in more wins than losses. Mm-hmm. When I look at the stats on my uh, account, so yeah, that's that's literally how it all started. It all started because the stock market went down. I wanted another form of passive income, and um, I, and I get a fulfilling, like it, it fulfills me knowing I researched this and then it planned out how I expected it to. You know that that's got to be crazy because th- there has to be a feeling, you know, set aside like damn. A level of achievement to knowing that, you know, you can research something and then you can actually make a a profit just off of something that, you know, you had no idea about. Yeah. And then, like, come come full circle and be like, yo, I can make 200, 400, 500, 1,000, you know, just off of your own research. Yeah. It's 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 almost like you know there there's a, there's a, there's a phrase it's ROI it's a return on investment mm-hmm. which which shows you know you 
your your research is essentially granting you the ability to create like a financial reward. Yeah. So the harder you research, the more, the more money reward. you reward. And also, if you if you put yourself out there, you build your own reputation, and more people respect you, and more people respect what you say, and more mm-hmm. people trust your sources, and you see you as a reliable source. So I've been doing that um, as of late. At first, I didn't want to put my best out there because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be responsible if nobody losing. But at the end of the day, bro, we all grown. Yeah. So if you decide to follow my pick, and you decide to trust me, and you lose money, you can't be mad at me because that was your decision to follow me. Mm-hmm. So. Hey man, I've been more right than wrong lately, so um, I'm gonna just keep doing it because it's it's just a, I don't think it's like a gambling thing now. I'm obsessed with. I, I think I'm obsessed with like studying everything, um, putting things together and watching them unfold. Because the money is cool enough, but I didn't really care about the money at first. I just like I just like being right all the time, and this is fulfilling feeling. Like the other day, I had like five parlays, and they were all by off by one leg. That's still fulfilling to me. Yeah, like damn, I lost, but. I was ninety percent correct. Some people like some people like to use the term like, "Yeah, you can say I lost, but in reality, I learned." Yes, you know, like granted, I didn't, I didn't win, but I didn't lose either. I learned. So that a lot of people do that. A lot of people, um, especially in basketball, like when you see a team that'll lose by three or they'll lose by seven, you know, you could have lost by twelve or you could have won by four. It all depends on the flow of the game. So understanding that in terms of an analytic standpoint, because granted, we have no impact on how the fight goes. Exactly, it can go any any way. Exactly. All 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 we can do is prepare analytically about how we may predict the fight may go. And what's the best bet? Yeah, this okay. This is the strongest chance of this happening, but mm-hmm. anything can happen at a split of a second, mm-hmm. at any moment. Like I gave you a prime example, my ticket wasn't supposed to hit a couple of weeks ago, but I forgot who I bet on. You you bet on um I forgot. No, I know who you bet on. You, you bet know? on the Tom Aspinall fight. Yeah, and then um he was supposed to he was supposed to lose. And the no, guy you had him for winning. Yeah, and no, but no, he was you had him for uh you had him for losing. No, I had him for winning. No, no, because Tom Espinel got injured, remember? Right. So right, you bet right. on the opposer. You yeah, had him for yeah, losing. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I don't think that's a smart idea because Tom Espinel is real good and X, Y, Z. And this is UFC, by the way, y'all. Yeah. Uh, so then Espinel got injured in the first 15 seconds. So his towards, ticket towards hit. ACL. So my towards ticket ACL, hit. so his ticket hit. I didn't plan that. Like, mm-hmm. th- there was no there's no analytics to, to, to predict an injury. Yeah. There's none. But it is just sometimes like you know you can there's and and it's a it's a funny lesson in terms of preparation like you can prepare for anything in the world and then like this a spark of whatever may happen a spark of coincidence may occur and that may change your whole trajectory coincidence or somebody or the other team is more prepared than the opposer yeah like literally that's that's how I see it but um, you can't research preparation you can't research you can't you cannot no and and that's why I feel like you know. I was never a huge boxing guy, but I'm a huge wrestling fan. But I love the UFC for for what it is, s- simply because like it, it it allows so much parity, you know, in in outcomes of fights. Because like, granted, you could see a guy, and I told you, I was like, yo, we we was having a little bit of dialogue between the Derek Lewis fight, and when Derek Lewis said, I don't know who that guy is, yeah, I'm like, as a fighter. I'm I'm replaying that every day for the, until I fight him because mm-hmm. now I I want to kill that guy, essentially. You know what I'm saying? And I said, yo, I got Derek Lewis losing. I had him too. Yeah, he's my one of my favorites mm-hmm. just based off his the storyline alone. But I had him losing as well. 
But I had him losing for different reasons, not because he said that. I know, but that was that was my driving that was my driving factor where I like yo Derek Lewis is about to get his head ripped off because as a fighter, because I was a former fighter and as a as as a competitor, like you don't ever want to be disrespected like that. Like you, like if I'm fighting you and you're fighting me, there's there's a respect level that yeah. go, that goes in the fight. It's like, supposed granted, to be like you, just. That's and that's the reason why I respect. Keep going on, but that's the reason why I respect the UFC majority of the time mm-hmm. because you can see the love and respect they have for each other's art styles at the beginning of the fight and at the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. Unless there's some tension there, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. It's a big hug. Usually, one person is crying, one person is not, but they hug it out at the end and they talk and they become cool after that. Like a lot of people have never trained. A lot of people have never have never competed on that level. I have not competed on like the UFC level or the MMA level, but I've competed in multiple tournaments in my past. And one thing I'll tell you: if you in there with a guy for three minutes, you know, giving it all you got, you got to do that at least sometimes three times, sometimes five times in one in one setting per round. That. That is an incredible, an incredible amount of mental toughness and physical strength that some people look over. Like some people will watch the UFC, oh, they're just they're just untrained assholes that are just you know cauliflowered ears and just want to just be ruthless. There's a lot of art into what those guys do. So, granted, they come from multiple places around the world and multiple backgrounds. I respect that craft, and I feel like it's a, it's a great thing. Yeah, I'm man. glad it's going great. And you and there's one thing. It's a language that we all can speak. There's a few languages that we all can speak mm-hmm. that we don't even got to understand each other in. You got music. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Math. You got music, math, and you fighting. got fighting. That's it. That's We all can speak that. Mm-hmm. All three, we can speak all of it. No matter mm-hmm. where you're from, where you come from, we all can speak that language right there. And um, yeah, I think I think martial arts is a beautiful, I, I enjoy the, the new profound love I have for it. Uh, like I like the wholesome aspect, man. I like everything because when you get in that, when you get in that octagon, is or when you fighting or any type of fighting competition, mm-hmm. it's it's not you versus your opponent. It's you versus yourself. Yes, it is. And how good you are, and you just seeing how better you are from you improve. Mm-hmm. No matter if you got in that octagon or your training, if you improve one percent, that's one percent better than every time you train. So, um, yeah, man, I, I definitely have love for MMA. I'm a big fan, man. I just. I just love. It. I watch it over anything, and, even the bad fights. And that's why I like it over boxing because in boxing, you know, there's a lot of squash fights. There's a lot of squash matches. You know, yeah, like boxing. We we said you can't prepare, um, especially with betting. You can't prepare for it, but in boxing, you can see obviously yeah, it's, who's it's, the winner. Yeah. UFC kind of does it, but it's like it's unpredictable because it's two different fighting styles. Well, boxing is one type of fighting style is boxing and you know, who's the superior fighter. Right. It's like a wimp. It's like, I don't know. I'll give it like probably a 30 to 60% chance that, that, um, that the underdog is going to win. Like, I can tell you right now, I could be winning a fight with you point per point in UFC, the whole fight. And you kick me in the back of my head and I get knocked out. It's over. Just like that. Like once you go down like four rounds in a boxing match, and your stamina isn't up to the other guy, bro. Unless you're you done. knock that guy out, <laughs> you're done. You're done. Like that's why I was like, "Yo, it's twelve rounds. Boxing is twelve rounds. It's, it's a, it's a first is a stamina and endurance competition. That's really all it is. That's all it is. And then it's like, all right, how many hits I'm gonna hit? The hits come second. And if in you my can't opinion. hit me, and I just I will let. That's why Floyd is one of the greatest boxers of all time. He has amazing uh, conditioning and endurance and stamina, and he just out. He doesn't even outbox you. He he he's a um, He's a very well maintained defensive fighter. Yeah. So it's like, damn, this dude. 
This dude is really good. I, I truly, he's a good count. He's one of the best counter fighters I've now, ever seen. A hot, a hot take that I have is that I feel like Floyd Mayweather made the sport bad. Why? In, in my opinion, because, I mean, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, I, I think it's just innovated. I, I feel like I truly feel like Floyd made made the sport made the sport you know poor only because like there, I have watched almost I've been watching Floyd fights since I was a child, and like you know. It's almost like this Muhammad Ali aspect where it's only the part of Muhammad Ali's game where, you know, you can't hit what your eyes can't see. Mm-hmm. Because Floyd wasn't a big guy. Floyd wasn't really much of a power hitter. Floyd was like, yo, my stamina is better than yours and my evasive is better than yours and you can't hit me. Makes his opponents look dumb. And he wins based off of percentages and TKOs. Yeah, that's technical fighting, though. I believe that's what makes him a great fighter. I don't think that diminishes the sport. How about they can just adapt to it and see how they can uh, overcome it? But you got to you know think I mean? about it. When you take a guy like Pacquiao, who who's known for landing a lot of punches, right? And you take the punches away, and you take Pacquiao is going to have to adjust to Floyd Mayweather's fight. And that's just what it is. Like I said, it's you fighting yourself. Uh, besides you find your opponent How can I beat this It's just about preparation at that Right point. But It comes I, down to coaching as well I agree But when you look at When you look at the sport of boxing When we were growing up When you had guys like James Tony, Roy Jones Jr. And all, and all those type of heads You look at it now Where you know it The sport of boxing Is nothing of how it was In the 90s And early 2000s It's, it's nothing to that level anymore of, of what it Of what it used to be and I truly feel like it's just because now everybody's adapting this mindset where it's like, okay, I'm going to just make sure that you just can't hit me. Some of them, yeah. Some of them still believe that they can got, they can knock somebody out. Um, and there's no more superstars in boxing either. No, that's why it's boring to me. It's only a few. It's like Tank Davis. It's um, Earl Spence. Yeah, Earl Spence uh, is good. Terrence Crawford. Um, it's only a few, man. Triple it's G. only a few, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's all I can name, man. It's not it's not many people I can name, man. Yeah. That's why that's and that's why it's so crazy to me um, that they're so underpaid in the UFC because when you do the comparison, the fights get more views and, yes, they and do. more looks. Yes, they but do. They get paid so low. Yes, and they do. Boxers get paid. Yo, I don't even I don't even think MMA fighters get paid like I don't even know percentages. Like a boxer, a, a low tier boxer makes more than uh, a. Great MMA fighters, whole solid. But there's also career. a boxing commission, though. Yeah, there's also I mean, a boxing commission that regulates those purses. Yeah, that's true, and that's why people are fighting for a uh, MMA union. Yeah, and then, but you also got to think there's also to the point where now, since boxers have made so much money, there'll be boxers that'll have their own promotion. Yeah, like Floyd, like you know Any what I'm saying, promotions? like 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 Nagano is not coming out with a, a Nagano fight. You know, gauntlet. He, well, he's you, not doing that. But in the same breath, why? It's because boxers have fighting commissions. They get that guaranteed pay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they get more money, um, more promotion to um, do what uh, do as they will. More sponsorships. And whereas UFC, they don't get paid half of what boxers make. So if I don't get paid half, I can't promote myself the way I wanted to. No, promote you can't. It. So if I can't do that, I can't gain more traction on what I'm working on. You can't. So how am I be able to start a fighting company? Like it's a it's a few fighters that did start some though, and I'm pretty sure they're prevailing right now. Um. Uh yeah, so I think Khabib has his own. I think it's called Eagle Eagles. I don't know the name. I don't know the full name, but he started his own camp. You know what I mean? So that's what fighters usually do. But yeah, less publicity, less money equals less publicity, man. Yeah, yeah. less reach you can obtain. Yeah, 
That's true. So, and and, and, bo- and boxing is also, but but it, it is so weird to me because like both MMA and boxing are both international sports. Just yes. just about you know about how many different styles there are, and because Dana White is such you know a Dana White, you know from people have their mixed feelings about Dana White about not paying you know his fighters, his fighters the mm-hmm. way they're supposed to be, and I I I, I feel like. Because the UFC is one, like obviously we have Bellator and the other smaller, you know, camps. Yeah. But it's like you know, unless there is like it's like the Vince McMahon effect almost. Because the UFC is such a big number one, where else you gonna go? Where else you go? You're not going nowhere else. Yeah, nobody else coming to see you. Yeah, you, you can't go? you can't hold it down. You can't hold it down wherever else you go. I'm the bread and butter, and I think he does a good job at promoting. Yeah. I think he's like a Vince McMahon when it comes to promoting. Then the way he knows how to set up a good fight. Yes. He knows how to make the the viewer in, intrigued or yes. engaged, even in the smallest fight. So I feel like he does that very well. And he capitalizes and he knows that his worth. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna abuse it. Even the fact that UFC comes on every Saturday. Every Saturday. Like that's even boxing doesn't come on every Saturday. Bro. It doesn't. It, it, bro, when it was one day a couple weeks ago when there was no UFC fights. People was like, yo, people were outraged on Twitter. It was they were like, yo, it's nothing I can do right now. I'm so bored right now. Like, people will watch the worst fights. Like, they complain when it's bad fights, but when it's none at all, they go crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. And because, like, UFC, it's not new, but, like, it wasn't, like, out in, like, the 70s and the, in the 60s. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there was no, like, wrestling, how there were territories. There's no UFC territory. So, it was just UFC, Bellator, and... The other stuff. Yeah. Whatever the other stuff may be. And now, because it's just more so all UFC, 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 because that's how's going to get you all those publicity and potential sponsorships under that Dana White umbrella, it's like, yo, I got to fight for the UFC. Yeah, and that's and they all say that, too. They make that remark, like, yo, bro, like, if it was somewhere better, I'm pretty sure they all would go. Yeah. It's nowhere better. It's Where you going to go? Where you going to go? Yeah, man. I got some questions. Go ahead, pull them out. Um, I asked Twitter. You can ask me. You can add me at Duffno Bear if you're listening right now. You can ask me any question you want. I'm going to answer it on here. Uh, I wrote down all these questions. Oh my! Y'all God. asked a lot of questions. Let me check my Twitter before I answer these questions because uh, y'all be mad when I don't answer them. So uh, let's start. Let me go to my notes real quick. Take so I just time. told you. I just wrote these down, and it's going to be. It's a. It's a really good one too. I want you to answer. Um. <laughs> this is the first one. All right, long time listener, first tweeter. So if the NFL is an American thing, how does New England have a team? Like, do they really travel across the ocean every week? Please explain. Thanks. I know he's I know he's being an asshole, but there's some people out there that actually believe that it's in New England. I thought it's it was not, New England when I first started watching yeah, football. Yeah, it's in, it's in Massachusetts, I think 22 miles away from Boston, Yeah, uh, the stadium. And uh, the reason why it's called New England Patriots because when uh, Robert Kraft obtained it, he named it that because I think that's where the American Revolution started. So... Um, check me if I'm wrong. I don't know. That's uh, that's why they call it the New England Patriots. It is very stupid, though. Yeah, it is very. It's stupid. very stupid. So they just call they were going to call it Patriots. something else. Yeah, they were going to call it something else. I forgot the name. It's called. It was. They were going to call it Boston something, but yeah. they wanted to do it for American history, I guess. Yeah. Um. Next question. Good question, though. Yeah, it is actually a good question. Somebody's out there thinking that. Well, now this answer. If you yeah. listen, to share it with your friend. If your friend asks that dumb question. Is Duff Ussie, if Duff Ussie real, is Duff Ussie real? Duff Ussie. Um, do you have a Duff Ussie? I do. Uh, okay. So What's it look like? 
I'm not gonna explain that one. All right. Okay. How big is your foot? How how big is your 11. foot? Eleven point five. Okay. I wear a nine point <laughs> five. How different would society be if we never heard of uh, gay son or thought daughter? That's the I was Ooh. like, yo, at first I was like, yo, it's a joke question, but then I thought about it. I'm like, yo, that actually is a good question. I, I like that question. Yeah, because it's like, I like that you question. can answer it if you want. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it ruined social media. That question alone, you know, became the birthplace of a lot of black podcasts. <laughs> That's true. It became That's the true. birthplace of a lot of black podcasts. And the reason why is just because, like, it's, I hate to use this word, but it's like it, it, it's 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 so like surface level that like, anybody can talk about that it. That anybody can talk we about. We all it. answer it right now. Like you know what I mean? And like, granted, you know that may be good for for those who want to. You know, there's somebody out there like, well, I rather have this, I rather have that. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But like, cop, questions like that. It's an argumentative question. It is, but it's like. Low level barbershop talk. talk. Yeah, that's what it is. And it's easy to discuss those type of things. You don't have to think uh, to answer it. And you can, you can have, have the hottest you, take. You can have the hottest take. You have some good talking points. And it's going to generate conversation and people are going to be engaged because they had that same question. So it's going to attract more people that think like you. Yeah. And you're sitting in your car right now. You're driving. You're probably going to ask yourself if you with a partner or a friend, like, which one would you rather have? Please don't do that and just listen to the rest <laughs> of these fucking listen. questions. Yeah, that's a dumb, that's a dumb ass thing. Okay. Let's not do that. It did uh, ruin social media. But yeah, though. I think it ruined social media because with that question, it came a lot of other bad questions. Like uh, dinner with Jay Z oh, or two hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! Um, Who splits the bill? And it was funny because you know I troll, so I was like, okay, I'm obviously picking Jay Z, but you gotta be a fucking idiot if you were picking a dinner with somebody over money. But that's a, that's for another day. Keep it going. Um, what is the circumference of your noggin? I don't. I can't give you the exact correlation or the exact date. That's but like I a serial killer asked you. Yeah, that. That. it was a woman that asked me that on oh, Twitter. Okay. Well, same but thing. But the circumference, I can't tell you that. But I can tell you my head size is a seven and a half. So uh, my head size you, is an eight. And we have a big head. Yeah, I do have a big. Mine's head. is a seven and a half, which is supposed to be a normal person head size. I have a big forehead. That's why. Uh yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, why you was dating Caitlyn Jenner? Never dated Caitlyn Jenner. You sure about that? I'm po- positive. I would never date Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's not. But you know, it's not an attractive person to me. I mean, she, she she's, a, she's a very beautiful woman. She, Caitlyn Jenner did, did kill, kill a some, guy. Yeah, she killed Caitlyn some. Jenner did kill yeah, somebody. She killed somebody. The um, killer may still be on the loose. Yeah, <laughs> they could be on the loose. So as I was saying, come on. Uh, somebody said, "If it ain't come snowing, on. are you going?" No, I'm a troll. I don't really like white women. Like, I don't have any problems with it. Uh, Interracial dating, but I don't date white women. Um, so I, I saved the best question for last. What you got? So the best question <sighs> was: Did Helen Keller do the shit people say she did? This is the podcast and show show. Um, I'm getting off. I'll answer it. Uh, no, I'm. It was a joke. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't believe it. Did you see the show? What show? Did you see the Helen Keller show? The movie Helen Keller? No, I would never. I, I did a lot of research before. It was a black and white show. Okay. I saw the movie. I would be very surprised. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, when you do statistics on the children today that's born, what is it called? She was uh, born blind, blind and deaf. deaf. After 19 months, that's when she acquired it. 
So you don't have any type of skills at all at that age for you to grow up and be like, all right, I can use this from my childhood. Because you're young, you're still processing things. But did she did she do have very like very proficient sign language? Uh, how could she learn sign language? I don't know. She can't listen. And also, none of us was there for none her. of us were here. She was born in like 1880 something. None Probably of us was, was racist. We don't know. Imagine you being blind and deaf and being and still racist. racist. Yeah, you don't even know what black or white looks like. You're just racist. That's crazy. So this is the racist out there. So basically, she had a teacher, right? She and did a have mentor. a teacher. Her name was Ann Sullivan. Yep. Uh, Ann Sullivan was her speaker usually, and she spoke when uh and 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 Frank and Frank and Frank. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn, I'm thinking. What? I'm thinking of the wrong traumatic what? person. Hey, uh, all right. So Helen Keller. Yo, listen, listen. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Listen, chill, chill. I'm gonna edit that out. No, I'm not. I'm not editing that out. Yo, so Ann Sullivan was her teacher and her mentor, bro. Um, and they shared, coincidentally, they shared the same political views. They've political views a lot. Yeah. How does she have political views if she was? Deaf and blind. That doesn't make sense. She's a hoax. She's a real person, but the the story that they gave. Was the hoax? I think it was, in my opinion, this is all conspiracy. And so right. I think Ann Sullivan was the mastermind behind Ann Frank, and she was like, "I need a way to capitalize off this." I want to make some money. Here. I need to make some money. So you know what? I'm going to create a puppet. Sad to say. Wow. And I'm saying that's what else is it? A person. A person. But I'm going to create a use her as a puppet. Yeah, There's well. nothing wrong about that. Um. Yeah, and then when Ann when Ann Sullivan died. She stopped producing books, and even though she had more teachers, uh, that's that's interesting. That's very interesting, bro. It's three out of three out of a hundred thousand births are babies that's blind and deaf. So let me get this straight: Helen Keller was writing books. How could she write books? How could she be this political thinker? How could she be a political thinker? Doesn't it doesn't make sense? They were saying she couldn't, she can't read braille. She couldn't read braille. She can't see. She can't see or hear. And statistically, today, today, kids, kids that's born like that today needs help. Huh? Not now. You you just maybe. I I want to do a recap on this. Yeah, she's next week. I want I want the story is fake, but she's a real person. Helen Keller is a real person. But the story is fake. It was all views of Ann Sullivan. That's all it was. It was all her views. Literally, they shared the same political views. How? How does she have any political views? At all. Like, what stance would she take? I don't know. What were the issues? I don't know. But I know she wasn't racism in, in, in like 1820. No, slavery was cool back then. So what was the, what was the, what was going on? Nothing, bro. It's just, just a hoax, man. It's just not industrialization? real. Industrialization? Hey, Helen Keller, what do you think about industrialization? And that was the answer. Exactly. It's nothing because you were sick. You're sick. That was a crazy joke. That was actually that was actually a sick joke on your behalf. I want you to know that. That was not what you gonna say. Yeah, it's nothing she could say. What is what beliefs does she have, bro? Um so so to answer that question, man, I don't think, I don't think that was all. I don't think it was real at all. I don't think it was real at all. The story wasn't real. I believe that somebody seen an opportunity back then, and they took advantage of it. Her teacher or mentor took advantage. Because how one day you just magically think, how you magically learn, and the way they said that she learned how to um, 
conjure words was learning letters or some shit. Mm-hmm. One letter of each sentence mm-hmm. that don't make sense. And you know, so and I, I tell this to older people, and they get mad at me or whatever. The same can be said about the Bible. Oh my God! You know, sorry that's, to say, that's deep. It, it is, but it's just like this, right? If the Bible was written four thousand years ago, and God didn't write it, and there was no paper because paper was originated in China in four hundred A.D. by the by the by the by the Zo by the Han Dynasty, excuse me. There was no paper. Everything was retold stories. If I were to tell you a story and then tell another person a story and then ask word both of, of you mouth. and ask both of you two, we said to retell me that story word for word. It's not going to be word for word. It's, it's not going to be word for word. Maybe it was written on a stone like the commandments. You can't man. write on a damn stone. Maybe it was just written in stone, man. It was written like Nas, man. So the whole Bible was written on a stone. And that's what they uh, listen. Oh, I don't man. know where it was written at. I'm just saying. I I'm, I'm just. You. I'm just saying, man. It was like, just maybe. Maybe it was just a bunch of dudes telling the story that they seen of a god for millions of years, and then one dude, when they finally discover paper, they start writing shit down that they heard from a million years ago, and that's where it came from. I don't understand. People have died because of whisper down the line. That is true. And I'm and and what I'm saying here is. Don't take the Bible. These are my last words, though. Don't take the Bible so literal. If if anything, you can believe in the Bible. I don't. I don't. You can believe in the Bible, but take everything in there with a, not a grain of salt, but use it as a tool of direction. Don't take the words and the passages literal. No, that's how I see it. Because the Bible so, teaches lessons, teaches multiple lessons. So. I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, yeah, me and, too. and ultimately a Catholic undergrad not me, college. Not me. I went to a Catholic grade school. That's all. I stopped there. So, because I was so intrigued about this that I kept wanting to go further into it because I was wondering, like, yo, what? why do people, if, and this was my biggest conflict with myself, this is my biggest conflict, was like, why do people believe something that they never saw and like you know, it was written by other folks. That was my biggest conflict. They created the word faith. Keep going. Okay, and and what I was told was that you know the Bible at the time the Bible is just an, uh, a story after story after story, which equals an allegory of an allegory of an allegory. And allegories are stories that are meant to teach you something. That's all it is. That's why I said the Bible is a, just a book of lessons that you can take upon yourself, but, and and it was used to dictate slaves. Keep going though. Yeah. But, Anyway, the, 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 <laughs> hey man, it was used to dictate slaves, man. Maybe that's what the Bible was. Man. The problem is, though, right? And this is and this is like my biggest, like my biggest to this day is like if it was the case of being, if we all, if for most people understand that it's meant to be an allegory, it's meant to be just stories that are not most to, people. It, I'm getting to that. So if 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 it was meant to be read as stories that's supposed to teach you a positive lesson, then why are there devout people that take the word for word as literal. I That's don't understand it. Yeah, man. I don't understand it, man. So my last message, man. What's the difference between religion and gangs? I don't have one. It's podcast. That's all I'm That's all I'm gonna say. People died over it. People commit to it. People born into it. People born into it. Yeah, you gotta choose one. You gotta choose. You can't gotta choose two. one side. You can't have two. 
If not, you'll be dissociated from that Todd. You got to stick to the beliefs. Mm-hmm. If not, people look at you funny. And you can die from Allegory it. of the cave. People look at you funny when you come back to the light. Yeah. You could die from it. People get killed. People got killed over it. it in was the name war- of it. In the name of it. It's wars over it. That's all I got to say. What's the difference between religion versus gangs? Man, I don't think it's none. What's it's, a God to a non-believer? Yeah, man. It's just just different ways to separate us, man. That's all it is. Just, just you know, divide and conquer, man. 48 Laws of Power. Go read that. Anything. Anything. Podcast and show show. I'm out, man. Vanessa Valley, it's been nice. It's been nice.